And now, for the show reflecting on classic radio, Hollywood 360, with your host, Carl Amari. You lost your magic. They knocked you off your game. Your Carlness went right out the window. What's with this Carlness? It's not even a, a real word. It's a conjunction, a preposition. It's a philosophy, a way of life. It's your name with Miss attached to it. Bob, listen to me. If you'd have done what I asked you to and come in my dressing room before the show, you'd have known that you weren't supposed to come out here until I introduced you. Jack, I tried to get into your dressing room, but I didn't have a nickel. I understand you're pretty funny as a DJ, and comedy is a kind of hobby of mine. Well, well actually, it's a little more than just a hobby. Reader's Digest is considering publishing two of my jokes. Really? Yeah. From Hollywood, it's time now for... Honey Dollar. Leave the gun. Take the cannoli. Quiet, numbskulls. I'm broadcasting. Hello, everyone. I'm Carl Amari, and this is Hollywood 360, the radio show that presents all things entertainment, including trivia contests and games, movie reviews, celebrity interviews, showbiz news, and classic radio shows. My co-host is the vivacious Lisa Wolf. In this hour, Arthur Lake and Penny Singleton star in a Halloween episode of Blondie from 1948. But first, it's TV Jeopardy! Lisa Wolf Trebek will play audio clips from popular TV shows. I'll try to name the shows while you play along at home, right, Lisa? You got it, Carl. We're going to take a little trip down memory lane. Okay. And uh, we're going to play some classic television shows. Are we Ubering or are we um, taking a cab? We're going to go with Lyft okay. this time. Good. And these are all classic TV shows from the 1960s. And I watched all of these, so I'm going to assume that you did as well. All right. Uh, I think so. Okay. So you'll know all of these, but it'll be a lot of fun to all right. revisit. All right. Here's the first one. It's a beautiful day in this neighborhood. Uh, a beautiful day for a neighbor. Would you, Would be, you mine? be mine? Could you be mine? It's a neighborly day in this beauty wood. A neighborly day Did you for watch this? I couldn't mine? stand the show. I, I, I used to watch it, though, as much as I didn't as love it. As soon as this came on, you I was the channel. Tr- reaching for the channel. I couldn't take this guy. It, it wasn't... Um, for some reason, I watched it even though I didn't like it. I don't well, know what it was. that's why you are like you are today. Why? And I am like I <laughs> And how am I exactly? Well, well, that's why I'm like, so I can't. I'm, I, there like, were only so many choices. Yeah, no. Of, of shows to watch. I would rather watch a blank screen. I'm sorry. I did not like you don't Mr. Have to like Rogers' it. Neighborhood. That is right. So the ser- somebody liked it. The series ran from 68 to 2001. Yeah. Right? Created and hosted by... I mean, he'd Fred wa- Rogers. He'd walk in and he'd take his shoes off. He'd so, take his here's the thing: he did everything off, so slowly. And then he put like a sweater on. He put a cardigan like, on. What but was that all about? Walk I don't know. In. But every step was so slow. Yeah, I just ugh. I don't I don't know. Did so not, did not this, care for this. Um, show. I don't know if you knew this. Eleven years after Mister Rogers' Neighborhood concluded, PBS debuted an animated spinoff called Daniel Tiger's Neighborhood. No, missed I, that one. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and of course, you never had children, so you wouldn't know. And there was a movie with Tom Hanks. Yeah, right? I saw it. Ugh. Yeah, he did a good job. But I'm sure, he did. It, you know. Right. So the next five are shows that I feel very confident that you loved. Okay. Okay. Let's right. go with the first one. Must be kind of disappointed. I only got two letters this morning. No, there were a couple of others. Well, I don't like to be nosy, honey, but where are they? I threw them away. <laughs> you, you threw them away. Well, they were only ads, dear. Nothing interesting. Uh, 
Hardly worth steaming open, huh? Ah, <laughs> uh, this is... <laughs> Didn't want to put me to the trouble. It doesn't get well, much better of you, honey. than this show. I agree. Oh, no, I should thank you, really. You know? This is the best of the best. The thing, um, one of my all-time favorite television shows. Yep, so this is the Dick Van Dyke Show. Exactly. Created by... Ra, uh, wasn't it created by... Ra, um, Ra, uh, see, Reiner? Carl Reiner? Carl, exactly. Yeah, Carl Reiner. Uh, initially aired I almost on, said Rob. That's his Rob son. Rob Reiner, sure. That's initially son, aired Rob on Reiner. CBS from 61 to 66. Yeah. And, of course, that was Dick Van Dyke and Mary Tyler Moore in oh, that clip. Oh, my God. I love Right. I loved it. it was the best fantastic. of the best. I agree. And there was two openings, remember? Yep. One, one, one where he trips over the couch and, and one where he jumps over the couch. I know. I know. I thought that was cool. It's clever. Yeah. He's very clever. Yes. All right. Another favorite. We're crashing out of here, Mr. Howell. Are you with us? <laughs> Why didn't I think of that? <laughs> Wait a minute. I just did. I told you. <laughs> Bring you around the road. <laughs> All right. Rest of one in the back of the cave. In the back of the cave, Lottie. Yeah. So I I literally never missed this show. I whenever this show was on, especially when it first aired, you know, I was a little kid when it first aired. Yeah. But then even in reruns, I never wanted to miss Gilligan's Island. It's the best also. Uh, featuring, of course, that was Bob Denver and Alan Hale Jr. And we uh, talk about Jim Backus all the time. He- yeah, love it. <laughs> and this love aired uh, 1964 to 67 on CBS. Yeah. Right. I was a, I was a little kid. You were. A oh, little tight, gosh. Carl. <laughs> I was actually probably pretty cute back then. Mm, you know? Probably. Yeah. I'll have to ask your mom about that one. Yeah, you were was- probably trouble. Yeah. Trouble with a capital T. Really? That rhymes with P. Uh, okay. Right. Here we go. Fred. It's time. Don't panic with him, old girl. Old reliable is on his way. Fred. Don't lift anything. I'll do it all. Everything's under control. I'm ready. I'm not. I just wanted to tell you to go to sleep. Okay, if it'll make you happy, I'll go to sleep. I'll sleep <laughs> like a baby. An explosion couldn't wake me up. No, oh, man. <clears throat> Never missed it. And um, people don't realize, I think, that this was a kind of an homage to the Honeymooners, mm-hmm. this uh, this animated television show. Yes. The Flintstones. Flintstones. Meet yeah. the Flintstones. Yeah, the so, Flintstones. Um, and, of course, we had the Flintstones and the Rubbles next door. Yeah. And originally broadcast on ABC from 60 to 66. Yeah. And it was the first animated series with a prime time slot on television. Yeah, and, you know, they never asked um, Jackie Gleason f- if they could kind of uh, create mm-hmm. a, an animated series that was a lot like the Honeymooners, but they were setting it in the prehistoric days. Right. They never asked him. And, you know, uh, years later, you know, he he went to his lawyer and he said, shouldn't I be able to sue the, you know, Hanna-Barbera for doing this? This is easily based on the honeymooners. Right. And his attorney said, do you want to be the guy that is remembered as the person who sued the Flintstones? So just let it go. Oh, good lawyer. Yeah. And so he did. He never sued. That was good. Yeah. I like that advice. (laughs) All right. Here's another one of your favorites. All right. Sissy? Is your mother coming? Oh, I forgot. Gee, I'm sorry. Oh, that's okay, Patty. I couldn't go anyway. My Uncle Bill gets back to town tonight. He'd want me to stay at home with him this weekend. Listen to that voice. voice. Oh, gosh. Don't feel bad, sissy. 
Next September is a father-daughter picnic. You can go to that. Oh, my gosh. I mean, you can take your Uncle Bill to that. So, you know, (laughs) most of our listeners know that that, uh, Kathy Garver is a good friend of uh, Lisa and, and mine. And she has been on the show a million times. It's she so has. cute to hear her as I this li- teenager on the show. And I look at her picture when she was a little girl. And look at her oh, now. And just, she was beautiful then and she's, oh, she's beautiful still now. she's absolutely gorgeous. And that is Family Affair. It sure is. Yeah. Um, oh, wow. And that was on CBS from 66 to 71. Yeah. And 15-year-old Sissy was Kathy Garver. Yeah. She was remarkable. Just incredible. And she's still working and busy and active in the in the acting community. Yeah, yeah. Okay, last one. Mm-hmm. It's got to be your favorite. Hello, master. <laughs> <laughs> They're sending Roger into orbit. <laughs> that, what an astronaut oh, is supposed to do. I know. <laughs> Not with his tail. I'm sure he liked that. Yeah, I'm sure he liked being called master, right? I I don't know. Nobody's ever having this beautiful woman. (laughs) Master. A little Barbara Eden car. Is that what you dream about at night? Little Barbara Eden and master. This this show had the little edge to it, didn't it? It sure did. My gosh. All right, that's I Dream of Jeannie, and I certainly did. Starring Barbara Eden, absolutely right, from 65 to 70 on NBC. Uh, What a memory. All right, well, thanks, Lisa. Sure, Carl. All right, when we come back, we have a Halloween episode of Blondie starring Penny Singleton and Arthur Lake. Don't miss it. More Hollywood 360 after these important messages. Hi, everyone. If you've been injured in an accident that was not your fault, listen up. We have legal professionals standing by to answer your questions for free. Call now and find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Call 800-494-8310. I'm here with spokesman John Wolfe. So, John, tell everyone listening who should call right now. Well, Maria, first off, thank you for having me here. It's always nice to answer the listeners' questions. Now, as far as who should call in... Anyone who's been injured in an accident and think you deserve compensation, give us a call right now. 800-494-8310. You'll find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Thanks, John. You heard it, folks. Take advantage of this opportunity and call now. 800-494-8310. Advertisement sponsored by Legal Help Center may not be available in all states. And now back to Hollywood 360 with Carl Amari. I love watching the Blondie movies, the black and white Blondie movies on Turner Classic Movies. And um, they were so popular, they made, I don't know how many, like maybe 20 of them, right? Penny Singleton played Blondie. Arthur Lake was Dagwood Bumstead. And they were a married couple. They started as a comic strip, actually, by Chick Young. And then that comic strip morphed into a series of black and white films and a 1939 through 1950 radio series. It also made a transition to television. By that time, different actors played Blondie throughout. Always Penny, um, always Arthur Lake played Dagwood, though, he was always on the radio, he was on the TV, he was in the movies. But Penny Singleton and some other actresses played Blondie over the run. 
It was fantastic, super funny, and we have a uh, a Halloween show from 1948, October 27th, so just a couple of days before Halloween. It's sponsored by Super Suds. And Luster Cream Shampoo, two products that you still use, Lisa. Sure, well, it's the for best. For your glamorous uh, hair, you <laughs> yes, know. Yes, um, Yeah, great Halloween show here. Here's part one now of Blondie. Blondie! Yes, folks, it's another half hour of fun with Blondie and Dagwood, brought to you by the Colgate Palm Olive Pete Company, makers of the new Super Suds with Pyrave. Better than sunshine to get washed white, colors bright. And Colgate Dental Cream, to clean your breath while you clean your teeth. Well, Halloween morning arrives as usual at the Bumstead house, and Dagwood is the first to know it. As he comes downstairs for breakfast, Cookie, wearing a grotesque Halloween mask, jumps out from behind a door and says, Boo! Holy smoke. What is that? It's me, Daddy. Daddy, I never had anything to do with that face. It's only a Halloween mask, Daddy. See? Oh, Cookie, I didn't recognize you with that horrible mask over your face. Alexander has one, too. Oh, yeah? Boo! <laughs> oh, who's your ugly friend, Cookie? That's Alexander. Yeah, hi, uh, Pop. Yeah, hi, Alexander. Mm. Hey, you kids sure got yourself some awful-looking Halloween false faces this year, didn't you? Huh? We're going to wear them tonight when we go out ringing doorbells. Oh, you are, huh? Well, look, hey, I know what. Uh, lend me one of those horrible-looking masks, will you, for a minute, huh? Here, Daddy, mine's the awfulest. Mm. What are you going to do, Pop? I'm going to put the mask on like this. And I'm going to jump out into the kitchen and scare your mother. Huh? Come on now, shh. Now, don't make any noise. La, 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 la. Blondie's little baby love show. Yeah, now, now, you, you kids stay here behind the door until I jump out, see? Boy, will she scream when she sees this mask. Now, watch. Here I go. Blondie's little baby love show. Boo! 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 Good morning, dear. My, you must have slept well last night. <laughs> Your face looks so rested this morning yeah. Blondie, this isn't my face What is it? Something you borrowed from a two-faced friend? Yeah, no, no <laughs> It's a Halloween mask Oh, Dagwood <laughs> Halloween mask Yeah, honest, Blondie, it is a Halloween mask <laughs> yeah. All right, all right, I'll take it off and show you There, see? <laughs> I smell a rat. Oh, Dagwood, I saw those funny faces yesterday. Oh, you did, huh? Mm-hmm. Hey, hey, you kids. What's the idea of letting your poor old father come in here and make a fool out of himself? Gosh, Pop, we just let you come in here. The rest was your idea. It, huh? <laughs> I never liked Halloween anyway. Remember those hoodlums that came around here last year? Yes, and when you told them to beat it, they invited you outside. Yeah, I guess I showed them. Huh? How? I didn't go outside. Oh. <laughs> Boy, Mr. Hoxley, down the street, has set a trap for those young guys this year. Mm. He fixed up the rope so that when they trip over it, down comes a whole bunch of tin cans and bottles. Then what? 
Then he opens the door and gives them a warm reception with a cold bucket of water. Hey, that's a good idea. Let him have a bucket of water, huh? I thought you said Mr. Hoxley never had a good idea. Yeah, I did, but it looks like old George is something this year, though. Well, for your information, old George had something last year, too. What do you mean? (laughs) Well, he had that trap all set up last Halloween, but before he could let them have it with a bucket of water... Yeah, what? They let old George have it with a box of ripe tomatoes. Yeah. <laughs> well, I won't give them the opportunity. Instead of tin cans and bottles, I'll tie a paper bag full of sand on the end of my rope. Ha! <laughs> and when they trip, suckle. Oh, boy, will I fix those guys this year, yes, those hoodlums. Yes, yes, dear, yes, I know. But don't forget that tonight we're going to the Women's Club Halloween Masquerade Ball with Mr. and Mrs. Dithers. Um, I'll go get your Romeo costume out. Uh, nothing doing, Blondie. I'm not going to any masquerade parties, Romeo, again. Why not? Well, because last year I paid $2 for a seat on the main floor, and just because I was dressed as Romeo, they made me sit up in the balcony. <laughs> Bum said. Uh, yes, Mr. Dennis. I have some important news that makes it necessary for you to do some work for a change. Uh, work? Yes. Mm. I just received a telegram from one of our biggest clients, Mr. Daniel J. Packer. Mm. Mr. Packer is one of our best customers. Oh, yes. How is he? He's very well, thank you. Mm. And how is Mrs. Dithers? Oh, she's fine, too, thanks. How's Blondie? Oh, she couldn't be better than you? Well, I'm as well as could be expected, Bumstead. Ah. Few aches and pains, but nothing serious. Well, good, Jesse. I'm glad to hear it. Yes, well, keep up the good work. Yes, so long. Bumstead! <laughs> what? Um, you tricked me into that. <laughs> so you wouldn't have to work. Yeah, well, um, ah, this is Halloween, you know. Yeah, well, keep your big mouth closed, pumpkin head. <laughs> or I'll blow out your candle. Yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> well, excuse me, I'm sorry. Now, where was I? Oh, yes. Mr. Packer will be in town this afternoon. Oh, yeah. So I want you to get him a ticket to the masquerade ball tonight. He'll go with us. Oh, swell. Uh, Mr. Packer and I, well, we always get along just fine, remember? Yeah, I know. Yeah. He has a peculiar quirk in his character. He seems Mm. to like you. Yeah. I'll have Cora pick up a costume for him. Something to fit his jovial personality. Mm -hmm. Oh, Mr. Dillers, why don't you have him go as Humpty Dumpty? No. Mr. Packer wouldn't make a very good Humpty Dumpty. Why not? I'm afraid his Humpty's a little too Dumpty. (laughs) You know, last year, Blondie and I went as Romeo and Juliet. Yeah, I remember. (laughs) Mm. And Cora and I went as Hamlet and Omelette. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, What are you going as this year, Mr. Dennis? Well, I'm going as Casanova, the great lover. There you are. You mean you're going to wear, wear the tights? <laughs> well, naturally. <laughs> What's the matter with me wearing tights? Nothing except that on you they'll be loose. <laughs> what the costume is Mrs. Dithers going to wear? Mrs. Dithers doesn't need a costume. Oh, she does now. She only needs one thing to go to a Halloween party. What's that? A broom. <laughs> a broom? Certainly a broom to ride on. Yeah. The old... Oh, oh. hello, Cora. <laughs> Surprise, Julius, dear. Dagwood, darling. Hello, Mr. Yeah, Dennis. hello, Blondie, dear. Oh, what a surprise, Cora. We were just talking about you, weren't we, Dagwood? <laughs> yeah, and how? Uh, <laughs> uh, where's your broom, Mrs. Dennis? Uh, Bombstead. Uh, what? 
He means your costume, dear. Oh, well, we just came by to tell you that we're going to get the costumes now. Hmm. How do you men think I would look as uh, Tugboat Annie? Oh, you'd make a wonderful tugboat. <laughs> what? Uh, Annie, Annie. Cora, don't you think you'd, we'd better get going? We still have a lot to do. Yes, and we have to get our hair fixed. Why, did you break it? Oh. <laughs> she means at the beauty parlor. Oh, get your hair fixed. Yes, yes get it fixed. Mm. Oh, what an ordeal. Sometimes I think we women are crazy. Mm. I don't think you'll get an argument around here. <laughs> we spend the whole day getting beautiful to go out. Yeah, and then you spend the whole night getting ugly to go to bed. <laughs> You sure have rigged up a king trap. Spit or mix her hot, please. Yes, but the point is, will it work? <laughs> yeah, that's just what I'm going to find out right now. Now stand back, everybody, and I'll show you how it works. Now don't get too close, Cookie. I won't, Mother. Mm, boy, if those hoodlums come back this year, they'll probably walk right up to the walk like this, and then when they trip over this rope like this, boom, yeah, just like that. They'll get that warm reception that'll just knock them cold. Gee, I hate to get hit by that thing. Mm. Now will you go do trick-or-treat with us, Daddy? Uh, do what? Trick-or-treat, Pop. You ring somebody's doorbell, uh. and then you say trick-or-treat. Mm. If they don't give you something, you'll pull a trick on them. Oh. Darling, didn't you ever do that when you were young? Oh, no. Out in the country, we did other things. <laughs> What'd you do, Pop? <laughs> Oh, yeah, we had a lot of fun. Uh, we'd sneak up to some farmer's house and dump trash on his front porch. Oh. Oh. Then we'd go out and back and turn over the uh, garbage can. Uh-oh. <laughs> That's enough, Father. Yeah. Um... Come on, Daddy. Do trick-or-treat with us. Mm. We don't want to go alone. Oh, Cookie, I'd feel embarrassed with you little kids. Oh, put a sheet over you like we do. Oh, go on, Dag. Would you have time before we have to get ready for the masquerade? Oh, Blondie, I... I'd, oh, well, but I don't like the idea. Oh, Dag would stop acting like such a child. All right, Blondie, I'll act like a grown-up. Come on, kids, let's go ring doorbells. <laughs> Alexander, are you sure that this sheet covers me up all over? Sure, Pop. I can't see anything but your shoes. Yeah, okay. I'll ring the bell. There. I hear somebody coming. Uh-huh. Well, well, what have we here? Trick or treat. Trick or treat. Uh, trick or treat. Uh, tri- uh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what are you, uh, girls or boys? I'm a girl. I'm a boy. Yeah, I'm a boy, too. <laughs> uh, aren't you a little big for your age? No, I'm just a little young for my size. <laughs> have you got anything for us? Yes, I have. Here's a lollipop for you, little girl. Thank you. And here's a lollipop for you, little boy. Thank you. And here's one for your backward friend. Uh, thank you. Uh, huh? All right, that's the first portion of a very funny Halloween episode of Blondie, October 27th, 1948, starring Penny Singleton as Blondie, with Arthur Lake as Dagwood, and Hanley Stafford, who, on another show, played Daddy on Baby Snooks and Daddy, but on here he's J.C. Dithers, Dagwood's boss. I looked it up, 28 Blondie films. Imagine that. What other 
maybe other than 007, the James Bond, what other movie franchise? How many 007 movies do you I, think there were? I'm trying to think. I don't even think. think there were that I mean, many. There might have been close to that. We're going to find out. I'll, I'll look, but mm-hmm. 28. That's a That's got to be a record. That's 28 remarkable. 28 Blondie films? What other series had more? Now, I can't think of one. No, I can't either. Right? The only thing I can think of is maybe the James Bond franchise. We'll, well, look, we'll look it that up. One out. All right, we'll get back to this very funny Blondie. I'm, li- I'm literally laughing out loud. We'll get back to it in a flash. If you enjoy classic radio shows like The Lone Ranger, The Shadow, Jack Benny, Gunsmoke, Dragnet, and Suspense, become a member of the Classic Radio Club. Each month, you'll receive 10 half-hour classic radio shows, along with historical liner notes. The 10 shows will be on five CDs or via digital download, whichever you prefer. You'll also receive an email every week with a digital link to the full five-hour Hollywood 360 radio show and the 30-minute Radio Rarities podcast that Lisa Wolf and I co-host. In total, you'll receive 34 classic radio shows per month. Become a Classic Radio Club member at ClassicRadioClub.com or call 815-900-7535 to speak to a live operator. Log on to ClassicRadioClub.com or call 815-900-7535. That's 815-900-7535. And now back to Hollywood 360 with Carl Amari. This is Hollywood 360. My co-host is Lisa Wolf. Our executive producer is Mike Bubble Bath Costello. Why do we call him Bubble Bath? Well, because he spends a lot of time in the bathtub cleaning these discs so that the sound quality sounds like you're listening to on this Blondie show. Uh, Mike, uh, he's kind of pruney when he gets here, you know? Well, he's old. That's what happens. (laughs) (laughs) Bubble Bath uh, Gastella, he is uh, the best in the biz. That's why these shows sound as great as they do. And uh, you know what, folks? If you're uh, one of our listeners across the country that is not hearing the full five-hour show, you know, Lisa and I and Mike, we come here every Saturday to our flagship station in Chicago, WIND, AM 560, and we broadcast the full five-hour show live, unscripted, and it airs all around the country, in fact, all over the world, on many, 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 many radio stations, but uh, not all of those radio stations carry the full five hours. Uh, So what does that mean? Well, you can call the station in your market and say, hey, you're only playing four hours or three hours. Please play all uh, five hours. Or you can sign up to a lifetime podcast. Let me explain what that is. You can uh, go to our website, hollywood360radio.com, And you can click the Lifetime Podcast. And what that means is you will receive the full five-hour show sent to your email every Monday. So we broadcast on Saturday, and just a couple of days later, you will get the full five-hour show sent to your email in a link that never expires. You can listen to it whenever you want, so it's basically on demand. We also add our Radio Rarities podcast, right, Lisa? That's true, but wait, there's more. There is more. You will, uh, you will, you will also receive. You will also be mailed uh, some swag. We have a coffee mug that is on one side our logo for Hollywood 360, and on the other side is our logo for Radio Rarities, and it's our official coffee mug of the radio shows. 
So you will be sent that in the mail as long as you're in the United States. We can't ship outside the uh, 50 states. So um, you will get it every single week for the life of the show. Now, we have been on the air 16 years. We expect to be on at least 16 more. So it's quite, quite a good deal, right? It's a great deal, yeah. and uh, we promise you we'll be on for a very long time. A very long so time. So it will work out in your favor, yeah. <laughs> for sure. So go to Hollywood360radio.com. It is uh, a one-time fee. You never pay again, $100. One-time fee. You will get the uh, podcast sent to you each and every Monday. You will get a coffee mug, and you will be supporting this show. We really appreciate that. Now, we are in the studio for the next four hours, and we will be happy to take your order. If you want to call and speak to Lisa or myself, we're answering the phone line, and we will take your information, sign you up to the Lifetime Podcast, get your address to send you the coffee mug, all that fun stuff. You can call 815-900-7535. That's 815-900-7535. Sign up for the Lifetime Podcast, and uh, you will be supporting the show. We really, really appreciate that. All right. It's time for the conclusion now to Blondie. Hey, wait, wait, wait a second, kids. Aren't you going into this house? Oh, no, Pop. That's where Mr. Hockley lives. He doesn't like children. Why, two big, brave children like you aren't afraid of a guy like George Hoxley now, are you? Oh, yes, Yes, we we are. are. Oh, well, I'm not afraid of him. Come on, let's ring his doorbell. You go ahead, Pop. We'll wait here. Okay, but I'll show you there's nothing to it. See, I just walk right up to his front steps like this. (laughs) See how easy it is? Watch out for his trap, Pop. Uh, You have to learn not to fear anybody. Pop, look out for the roof. It's right in front of you. Look, see, kids, absolutely nothing to it. As easy as... What happened? Yeah, so I've got you at last, you young hooligan. Yeah, I'm not a young hooligan. I'm a young bumstead. Huh? Bumstead, huh? Yeah. I might have known. Remember those tomatoes you hit me with last yeah, Halloween? That, that wasn't me, George. Now, you're all wet about last Halloween. Yeah, and you're going to be all wet about this Halloween. Yeah, now, now, this is not the bucket of water, George. Wait a minute. <laughs> and I've got something else here for you, yeah, too. Well, uh, let me tell you a thing or two. It's a shotgun loaded with rock salt. Yeah, I'll tell you later, George. Well, here we are, Mr. Packer. This is Bumstead's house. Oh, very cozy place. Very cozy. <laughs> you know, I like that assistant of yours. Oh, yeah. Bumstead's always good for a few laughs. <laughs> you two make a good combination. You're the businessman in the organization. Oh, thank you, Mr. Packer. And he's the brain. Yeah. <laughs> and now, uh, uh, come on, let's go in. Oh. Oh, very well. After you. I can't let that top step. Wait a minute. Here comes Bumstead running down the street. Hello, Dagwood. Uh, you remember Mr. Packer? Gangway, look out! Bumstead, come back here. Yeah, see me later, Mr. Diddy. Wait a minute. Look out for that rope, Bumstead. I am that Tahoe. Oh, my. <laughs> oh, my. Oh, my. Bumstead, did you hurt yourself? No, I'm all right. Well, come on, Mr. Packer. We'll... Mr. Packer. Uh, Mr. Packer. Mr. Packer. Mr. Packer. Why are you lying on the sidewalk under that little pile of sand? Holy smoke. Bumstead. Is this some of your dirty work? Uh, well, it's my work, but Mr. Packer got dirty. 
Why, you booby-headed baboon. Now, now, wait a minute, Mr. Dithers. I can explain. Bum said there's just one thing I want to say to you, and then I'll never mention it again. Uh, what's that? You're fired! <laughs> Come on, Dagwood. You'll feel much better if you put on your costume and go to the masquerade with me. Oh, no, I won't, Blondie. Mr. Dithers didn't believe that I rigged up that paper bag full of sand so it would fall on those hoodlums if they came back this year. But you didn't know it was going to fall on Mr. Packer. Yeah. Gosh, that Mr. Packer had a perky pig costume. <laughs> but when Pop got through with him, he looked more like a sand hog. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think I've got a better idea how we can fix those guys if they show up. How, Pop? Well, Alexander, look, you go upstairs, see, and stay by the front window. Then when they come, I'll pretend to be friendly with them. Now, as soon as I get them to admit that they turned over our trash can last Halloween, you drop something on them, see? Okay, Pop, leave it to me. Come on, Cookie. Okay, darling, why don't you forget all this nonsense about traps and hoodlums Mm. and even Mr. Dithers firing you? We could have a wonderful time at the masquerade. Then maybe everything wouldn't look so important to you. Oh, Blondie, I've been a flop as a pop. Oh, no, you haven't, Dad. Oh, yes, I have. I should have been a mother instead. Oh, (laughs) Dad. That's just what I should have been, a mother. Then when I'm old and gray, my children and their children and their children's children would come up to me and say... Mother, they'd say... Oh, Dagwood, stop feeling sorry for yourself. But that's what they'd say. Mother, they'd say... Dagwood, will you stop being silly? Mother, mother... Uh, Yes, dear, what is it? (laughs) She's talking to me, Dagwood. Uh, Oh, oh, yes, yes. Well, they'd say, mother, mother... Mother, what should Alexander and I throw at those men if they come back? Well, I don't know, dear. You'd better ask your father. Daddy... Daddy. That's you, Dagwood. It what? Oh, yeah. Yes, Cookie. Yes, what? What should we throw at those men if they come back? Oh, throw something heavy, huh? You mean heavy? Like one of your sandwiches? Oh, well, not that heavy, Cookie. You might hurt somebody. <laughs> All right. We'll find something upstairs. Yeah, now, what was I saying, huh? Oh, yes, yes. Yeah, they'd say, Mother... Oh, Dagwood, I won't listen to any more of your silly talk. Now, go out in the garage and put on your costume. Okay, Blondie, I... Out in the garage? Yes, your costume's out there. What am I going as, a grease ball? (laughs) No, you're going as King Arthur, so I got you a suit of armor. A suit of armor? Oh, my. How much does it weigh? Oh, only about 85 pounds. Is that dry or soaking wet? Oh, Dagwood, if King Arthur could wear a suit of armor, so can you. Yeah, but King Arthur didn't dance to Charleston. Well, (laughs) neither will you tonight. I'm tired of doing nothing but the Charleston. Oh, go on, put on the costume. Oh, Blondie, I don't like to wear costumes. I look silly. No, you don't, Dagwood. <laughs> when you went as Romeo last year, you were the best-looking fellow on the dance floor. Yeah, but how will I look on the dance floor in a suit of armor? <laughs> well, you may not be the best-looking dancer, but you'll be the noisiest. <laughs> Gosh, Blondie, I I feel silly driving along in this suit of armor. Well, you don't look silly. Then I can hardly see through these little holes in the helmet. That's the visor, Dagwood. It was used to protect the knight's face in battle. Oh, oh my. Hey, pull over there. Uh Uh-oh. Now now, now what did I do? Well, I didn't see you do anything wrong. Uh Uh-oh, here he comes, dear. Put up the visor on your helmet so he can see your honest face. Yeah, okay. There. 
Hello, officer. Well, if it isn't Prince Valiant. Oh, don't let this armor fool you. I'm not Prince Valiant. Oh, you're not? No, I'm King Arthur. <laughs> oh, you're King Arthur. Yeah, and this is my wife, Queen Quinevere. <laughs> oh, yeah. And I'm Chief Oogalooga of the Eskimo Police. <laughs> Chief one? Oh, Chief Ugaluga. Oh. Yeah, I'd like to stay and chat with you, Chiefy, but uh, my wife and I are in a hurry to get to a masquerade ball. What are you going as? A junkyard? Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm really supposed to be King Arthur. <laughs> now, is there something I can do for you? Huh? Yes, there is something you can do, Your Majesty. Well, what is it? About 30 days for going through a stoplight. <laughs> Gee, I make so much noise in this that I can't hear the music. Well, neither can anybody else. I couldn't figure out whether they were dancing to the music or to you. Mm. <laughs> oh, you are having fun after all, aren't you, dear? Yeah, I guess so. I'm, I'm sure glad that policeman was so understanding about my trying to get here in a hurry. Yes, he was very nice after I explained it might mean getting your job back. Yeah, and you were also sort of flipping your big blue eyes at him, too. Oh, mm. go on. Gee, I, I don't think I can dance anymore, dear. This suit of armor makes it very hard to do the Charleston. Yeah, it's also a little tough on my toes. Yeah. <laughs> Let's sit down over here, hmm? No, you sit down, and I'll stand myself here in the corner. <laughs> oh, look, there's Mr. Dithers over there. Is that his client, Mr. Packer, with him? The man dressed as Porky Pig? Oh, yeah, but d d don't, let don't let them see me. Well, why not? I thought you were going to ask Mr. Dithers to take you back. Yeah, I was until I saw him, and then I got cold feet. Well, you could still ask him for a job. Mm. Just don't tell him who you are. Now, look, keep the visor on your helmet shut. Ah. Then after he says he'll give you a job, open the visor. He can hardly go back on his word right in front of Mr. Packer. Oh, you don't know Mr. Dithers, Blondie. But wait a minute, you, you, you've got a good idea about not telling him who I am inside this suit of armor. Yeah. Well, wait a minute, Dagwood, where are you going? I'll be right back, dear. I'm going to get Dagwood Bumstead's job back. Whoops. Oh. I beg your pardon, Sir Galahad. Uh, that's perfectly all right, sir. Uh, perhaps you could help me. Well, what are you looking for, your horse? Uh, huh? Oh, no. No, I was looking for a very bright young man named Dagwood Bumstead. Bumstead? Why, he's... He was my assistant. Mm. Oh, then you must be J.C. Dithers. Inhuman Dithers, I believe they call you. Mm. Inhuman? Who are you? Uh, my name is uh, King. Yes, that's right. King Arthur King. Oh, glad to know you, King. This is one of my customers, Porky Pig. Uh, I mean, Daniel Packer. <laughs> oh, how do you do, Mr. Picker? Uh, no, not Picker Packer. Oh, and, and not Picker Packer. Um, <laughs> of course not Picker Packer. Poker. Poker. I mean, I, I mean Packer. Never mind, Mr. Packer. What was that you said about them calling me inhuman dithers? Oh, oh, you did that just what you, you were calling you all right because you fired Bumstead, a man of sterling character, integrity, generosity, brilliance, and unswerving loyalty. <laughs> well... You sound as if you know Bumstead well. Oh, I do, I do. As well as I know myself. What did you want to see Bumstead about, Mr. King? 
why I wanted to hire him at a, well, at a job at three times the salary that you've been paying him, Mr. Dithers. Three times? For that mealy-mouthed pinhead? Uh, well, uh, pinheads are hard to get these days, you know. <laughs> Especially the mealy-mouthed ones. Um. Yeah. Oh, Dithers, I don't think much of your business judgment in firing a man of Bumstead's caliber. I've always liked him. Well, I'll go get him back, Mr. Packer. You stall off this walking pressure cooker <laughs> until I have a chance to find Bumstead. Oh, wait a minute. I'm going with you, Dithers. I feel I owe Bumstead an apology, too. Uh, goodbye, Mr. King. Yeah, goodbye. Dagwood, Dagwood, I've been looking for you all over and couldn't find you everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> well, come on, Blondie. Well, we'd better be getting home before Mr. Dithers and Mr. Packer get here. All right, dear. Now, aren't you glad I made you wear that suit of armor? Yeah, wait, wait a minute. Let me pull up this thing here. Yeah. yeah. Yes, I am, dear. <laughs> Doesn't it make you feel like a different person? Yes, it does. <laughs> it makes me feel like a Mr. King. <laughs> Who? I mean, King Arthur. Oh. In fact, I felt so good that I just did a man a good turn. Oh, how wonderful, Dagwood. <laughs> yeah, I got him a job. You got him a job? Who was it, honey? Ah, uh, me. <laughs> <laughs> Cookie, here come some hoolums up the front walk. Get me something to drop on them. Well, what should I get, Alexander? I don't know. Look in Pop's room. He just left a lot of stuff in there. Okay. Come on, Mr. Packer. I hope he beat that guy, King. Imagine wanting to offer Bumstead three times what I pay him. Yes, well, ring the bell, Dillard. Yes, I will. Mm -hmm. uh, did you hear anybody? No. Oh, yes, yes. Here comes somebody. Oh. Oh, good evening, Mr. Dithers. Oh, and Mr. Packer, how do oh, you do? Oh, hello, Mr. Dithers. <laughs> hello, Blondie. Mr. Packer, this is Mrs. Bumstead. Oh, how do you do, Mrs. Bumstead? Hello. <laughs> Bumstead, uh, we just met a friend of yours at a masquerade ball. His name is King. King? Yes, Arthur King. He was wearing a suit of armor. Armor? Oh, good old Arthur King. Uh, you remember Arthur King, dear? Arthur King? Uh, yes, uh, you know, he looks a lot like me. Um, uh, Oh, oh, Arthur King, yes, that one. <laughs> uh, yeah, people used to think we were related. Remember? Yes, well, he made us see the error of our ways in firing you this afternoon. So, Mr. Dithers here has come to apologize, haven't you, Dithers? Me? Oh, yes, yes. Mm. Yes, Bumstead. Please accept my humble apology for what I did this afternoon. I'll never fire you again. This week. Mm. <laughs> oh, uh, thank you, Mr. Dithers. But uh, <clears throat> what about salary? Salary? Yes. Uh, didn't old Arthur King say anything about paying me more money? Why, come to think of it, he... No, no, Bumstead, he y didn't. Yeah, but I'm sure he must have. Oh, what makes you so sure? Well, after all, old Arthur and I are very close friends, and, uh, well, maybe he'd uh, like to hire me instead, huh? All right, you and... Ah, <laughs> good. <laughs> I'll pay you a salary. Oh, that's fine. Fi hey, 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 wait a minute. A $10 raise. $15? $10. $15? I'll compromise. Seven and a half. It's a deal. <laughs> yeah, I'm glad I got it before it went down any lower. <laughs> now, Mr. Packer, I want to apologize for that paper bag full of sand that dropped out on you this, this evening. Oh, don't give it another thought, Bumstead. <laughs> Just a harmless Halloween prank. Oh, it's very kind of you to take that attitude, Mr. Pat. Oh, not at all, Mrs. Bumstead. I remember when I was a boy, we did all kinds of things like that. Oh. <laughs> yes. Here's something I found in Daddy's room, Alexander. It looks like a funny kind of a waste paper basket. 
I sing. Shh, give it on me, Coy. Yes, yes, yes. I, I remember the last Halloween I played a trick on somebody. <laughs> oh, well, what did you do, Mr. Packer? Oh, a bunch of boys and I turned over a trash can all over some fellow's front porch. Yeah. <laughs> yep, those are the hoodlums. Thumbs away! Oh. <laughs> oh, good heavens, what was that? Something shocked Mr. Packer on the head. <laughs> Mr. Packer! Mr. Packer! Oh, my, what, what hit him? I don't know. Oh, wait a minute, it's over here. Why, it's a helmet off a suit of armor. Uh, a helmet? Well, oh. Mom said this looks like the helmet your friend Arthur King was wearing. Gee, I wonder if good old Arthur could be around here someplace. Well, when you see good old Arthur, give him a message from me. And what shall I tell him, Mr. Diddy? Tell him he can hire you. I just fired you again. <laughs> That must be Bumstead. I thought he'd come this morning to get his job back. Come in, BB Brain. What are you doing in that armor again, you boneheaded booby? I came to see you about my job. Oh, you think that armor will protect you from me, eh? Well, I'm going to make like Gene Krupa on that helmet. How do you like this? No, 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 no. And now I'm going to take my fountain pen and squirt ink through your visor. I love this. Now I'll just drop this lighted cigar inside. <laughs> I guess that fixed Bump's head all right. <laughs> uh, look at him go. Uh, oh, uh, oh uh, hello, Mr. Diddy. Bump's head. Yeah, I, I, I told him how you'd treat me today, but he wouldn't believe me. Bump's head. Who was inside that helmet? Oh, that was Mr. Packer. Oh, no! <laughs> Remember, folks, every Wednesday over these same NBC stations, another half hour of fun with all the bumsteads brought to you by Colgate Dental Cream to clean your breath while you clean your teeth and the new Super Suds with Pyray. Better than sunshine to get washed white, colors bright. Tell all your friends to tune in next Wednesday at the same time for Blondie. Written by John L. Green, starring Penny Singleton and Arthur Lake, with Hanley Stafford. And next Saturday evening, hear Colgate's Hour of Fun. Hilarious Judy Canova, followed immediately by A Day in the Life of Dennis Day. Two laugh-packed half-hours. Next Saturday evening, over NBC. This is Howard Petrie saying goodnight from Hollywood. NBC, the Columbia, the... Oh. <laughs> he, t- he totally messed up the end of that. Did you hear him? He was supposed to, he was supposed to say, this is NBC. And then he was like, the blood, uh, hey, uh-huh. <laughs> he and got he nervous like, at the end And there. I was like, oh, gosh, <laughs> I messed that yeah. up. So I wonder if he had a job next week, right? Right. That's Blondie, October 27th, 1948, a Halloween show with Penny Singleton and Arthur Lake along with Hanley Stafford. That was Howard Petrie, or Petrie, doing the announcing, uh, messing up the NBC uh, uh, info at the end. You know, one of our listeners who's very smart, Doreen, she said, you know what, there's uh, there's a character that had more movies than Blondie, and that's Hopalong Cassidy, and she's exactly right. Hopalong Cassidy had more movies than Blondie, so uh, way to go, Doreen. All right, time for this month in music history. All right, we're going to do some Halloween-themed songs. Here's the first one. Don't feel the reaper. It's fear, though. Oh, fear, yeah. 
Don't Fear the Reaper, Blue Oyster Cult, yeah, 1976. Oyster Great tune. I mean, not really Halloween exactly, but it's sort of about death and the inevitability yeah. of death. Don't so. Fear the Reaper. Almost. You're almost there. <laughs> it's fear, right? Fear. Yeah. You just Good like tune. to feel things, but it's fear. Yeah, fear. <laughs> I think some people think it's Don't Feel the Reaper, but it's Don't Fear. Yeah. Yeah. Well, maybe it was just you. Maybe, maybe me. That's not big. Thanks, Lisa. (laughs) All right, more of Hollywood 360 after this. More Hollywood 360 after these important messages. And now back to Hollywood 360 with Carl Amari. You know what, Lisa? In our next hour, uh, we are going to play a incredible, absolutely incredible episode of Suspense starring Ronald Coleman. It's called August Heat. Ooh, it's good, man. Good one. It's perfect for Halloween. Good. And then we're going to play, uh, before that, though, we'll play Beat the Host, right? That's right. We've got some a little offbeat Halloween trivia questions. Yeah. So we're going to need a caller. Offbeat like you? Offbeat like me and yeah. a little bit like you. We're going to need a caller, 312-642-5600. Looking for caller number 11 to play the game, be on the air, win some prizes, and have a little fun with weird Halloween trivia And is questions. it like trivia? Uh, like, is it true, true or false? Or it's is not. It- Oh, you just got to guess? You just got to guess. Oh, don't worry about it. I got you covered. We'll see you soon. Hi, everyone. This is Meredith from the Senior Fitness with Meredith podcast, where I discuss all things for seniors. From fitness, your health and wellness journeys, how to be all over strong and beyond. I also have my mini podcast called Motivation with Meredith. It's a great quick motivational pick-me-up for your days. Join me. Listen now. Search for Senior Fitness with Meredith on your favorite podcast platform.